Hi, we're Donnie and Chelsea. We're best friends, mortal enemies, and the hosts of I Am The Cute One. On our show, we'll chat movies, gossip about pop culture and current events, but mostly we'll overshare, trauma dump, and embarrass ourselves publicly. After all, we're millennials, so we've been living and laughing and loving through unprecedented events every few years our entire lives. So if talking is your love language, subscribe to I Am The Cute One. Hi, everyone. I'm Dr. John White, WebMD's Chief Medical Officer and host of the Spotlight On series from WebMD's Health Discovered podcast. For this special two-part episode, you'll hear up-close and personal journeys about being diagnosed with a rare type of cancer, multiple myeloma. I started in myeloma nearly 25 years ago. And at that time, the average expectation of life in someone with myeloma was maybe one to two years. But even just in this last 10 to 12 years, we have doubled, if not tripled, the average survival of patients. I saw a new patient this week, and we had this conversation that based on what we've done over the last decade, my expectation is that patient's going to live more than 10 years. Listen to Health Discovered on the iHeartRadio app or wherever you get your podcasts. The Tunnel to Towers 9-11 Institute provides educators access to nonfiction 9-11 resources for K-12, first-person curriculum with video, Discovering Heroes book series for kids, and a speakers bureau with access to 9-11 first responders, survivors, and loved ones. A high-tech 83-foot tractor trailer that transforms into an interactive museum with artifacts and Russell F. Siller Memorial Scholarships for exemplary high school students of program recipients preparing for college. Never forget, donate $11 a month to Tunnel to Towers at T2T.org. Y'all, this whole time, I've been going up for Paul Bettany and Tiana Paris and even Evan Peters, all his actresses. Y'all know I love me some Evan Peters. But I have been neglecting the stars of this show, the twins. That's right, Billy and Tommy. They are giving us everything we need. Those are some cute-ass kids, and I'm hoping they keep these actors in the MCU going forward. they give me everything I need, and it's time to finally talk about them and give them the props they deserve. Y'all, this is your weekly bonus WandaVision episode of Me and You, The Housewives, and Marvel 2. Let's do it! Hey guys, this is the self-proclaimed season ticket holder of pop culture and your mama's favorite black geek. I'm Kendrick, host of the Me and You, The Housewives, and Marvel 2 podcast. A podcast that, through my own random and winding rants, discusses everything related to pop culture. Everything from reality TV, to the MCU, to the DCEU, to all of the hot topics being discussed on CNN, NBC, BET, ABC, and 123. Grab your wine glass, sit back, and get ready to cuss and fuss right along with me. Woo! Let me go ahead and apologize off the rip. I gave my dog or my puppy, whatever you want to call it, a little chew toy. See that? A little chew toy right before this started, and she has been going to town on it. So if y'all hear some slurping or burping or cussing, she's like laying literally right below me as I'm recording this. So I apologize. I had to give her something to be quiet because I recorded 
with a ton of different people this week. I've recorded with Chelsea from Oh No Bravo for her Patreon. I've recorded with uh, Bravo While Black for their podcast and for uh, their Patreon too. And throughout every single one of my recordings, she has shown the blackest part of her ass. I mean the blackest part. She has been in the background doing majorette routines, uh, jumping up and down, screaming. Bar- it's been a whole lot. She she around here embarrassing me, and I'm trying to come off as professional and all this kind of shit. See that? This is why. Won't nobody let me be great trying to make it as a podcaster and trying to make it as a content creator, but that's okay. I'm still going to make it through. Let's go ahead and jump into this episode because it gave me a whole lot. It gave me everything I needed and I'm ready to get into these final three episodes. These final three episodes that are supposed to be more Marvel movie than Marvel-esque with the Marvelines. I'm, I'm ready for it. Let's go ahead and jump into it. First of all, let me just say that opening was giving me everything I needed in life. It was taking me back to elementary school when we were watching Malcolm in the middle. It was giving me Malcolm. I loved every minute of it. So I guess we finally moved into the 90s. I'm guessing we're in the 90s decade. We just go call it. I'm officially declaring we're in the 90s on WandaVision. When I saw this intro, I was expecting to hear uh, what they say. uh, Let's go. Maybe. I don't know. Can you repeat the question? You're not the boss of me now. You're not the boss. But instead, it was a song that had the word chaos in it. That's All I heard was the word chaos. And that makes sense. Whenever we hear the word chaos on WandaVision or anything Marvel related, I think about chaos magic. And that's what Scarlet Witch uses in the comic books. So if you didn't know that, well, now you know. I'm Look, look at me giving you nuggets. And I'm not talking about Wendy's or McDonald's, bitch. That ain't spicy. I ain't no barbecue sauce. I'm giving you these golden nuggets for you to uh, use and take back with you when you watch the episode again. We get Young Wiccan and, uh, you know, a.k.a. Billy, and Young Speed, a.k.a. Tommy, narrating the story for us initially. It's Halloween, too, by the way. For those who don't know, the comic book Halloween issues of Wanda and Vision were, like, really kind of big issues every time they came out because they always indicated major turning points for the characters. Also, it's important to remember that the role of the MCU Pietro is now being played by Evan Peters. That man is such a good goddamn actor. If you've listened to the episode of uh, It's All Happening with Amanda podcast that I was on, we both, you you know how I feel about him. We both talked about our love for Evan Peters. So I'm just go, I'm going to leave it at that because if I keep going, I'll be talking about Evan Peters all damn night long. This episode is phenomenal for comic book fans from start to finish. And I'll flesh uh, like all the reasons out as we're going along. The first reason why it's amazing we get comic book accurate costumes and we get them all around. We first see Wanda as she kind of descends the staircase. We see her in her Scarlet Witch costume that we all associate her with because the costume really hasn't changed a whole hell of a lot throughout the year. She, her character was introduced like back in 1964. And so we haven't seen a lot of variation with it. So we know that costume when we see that costume. I love this trope of them like basically talking about how ridiculous the costumes are. Billy asked her, like, who are you supposed to be? Are you old Red Riding Hood? Ooh, y'all better catch that shade. Not old Red Riding Hood. She says, no, I'm a Sokovian fortune teller, which those of you who know the comics and the uh, the cartoon and all like that, you know her mom was a fortune teller. So maybe that's 
what it's kind of pointing to, or maybe that's what it's referencing. I don't know. We'll see. She says, uh, no, not her. Pietro tells her that she's worse than her mom when like she would make them dress up and uh, go out trick-or-treating and all that kind of stuff when they got sick because somebody gave them fish or something like that. It's important because we're actually getting flashbacks of their childhood, and you know uh, she'd love her some Pietro, so them flashing back to their childhood is nothing but pure joy for them. But it also is probably pointing right to the style of sitcom that we're in now. Because, you know, they Malcolm in the Middle, they flash back to stuff all the time. So I'm guessing that's kind of what it's more so alluding to. But it's kind of good for us because we actually get more glimpses into the characters of Wanda Maximoff and Pietro. All of these memories, by the way, which she's probably suppressing because she's suppressing emotions, memories, everything else. And we don't, but actually we don't know how much she's actually suppressing now. Now she might be fully conscious of what's going on, but hell, she'll never tell us. Billy, AKA Wiccan, who I told y'all earlier was kind of narrating a good portion of the episode. Notes that Wanda has been kind of weird ever since Pietro arrived. We don't really get time to think about this though, because bam, Right after that, Vision comes down the steps, or let me say descends like Wanda did. He descends down the steps, and we get to see him in his comic book outfit as well. Now, it's important to to kind of remember that he says it was his only option because those were the only clothes that were in his closet. Now, harken back, y'all know I love that word, harken. It makes me feel like uh, I'm a role scholar. It makes me feel like Dr. Wendy on Real Housewives of Potomac with my four degrees. Harken back to the first WandaVision episode where they talk about Wanda, where I, I'm sorry, where I talked about Wanda uh, creating reality or just creating enough of reality. Remember that first episode where I talked about episodes one and two, I talked about how she went over to the refrigerator and there was nothing inside. She was like, oh, how about I make you some pancakes, some eggs, some bacon, some sausage and uh, some jars juice and all this kind of stuff. And he's like, well, you know, I don't eat. And she's like, good, because there's nothing in the fridge anyway. This is definitely kind of world building now that we see that he's saying this is only outfit in the closet. She does enough to create these TV moments and nothing more. We see like the people on the edge of town, which we'll talk about a lot later, not doing anything but repeating the same motions that they repeat all day. So the only people that are really being considered in her world are the ones that are around her and affect the actual episodes, like the nosy neighbor or the uh, the sassy neighbor, as they say, Agnes, uh, like, uh, what was her name? Her, Geraldine on the show, Monica. And, you know, we only see those characters kind of actually having roles and developing the stuff. So it feels like Wanda is doing enough in this reality just to actually make the TV show. But, of course, we see at the end she's uh, blowing way past those powers at some point. Also... These particular kind of comments seem to be subliminal shots at Wanda. Vision is kind of sick of being a little pawn in her game, and he's slowly calling that shit out more and more. Whereas earlier, he would do something, and then, you know, she would say something, he'd call it out, and then she would just rewind time, and then everything would be okay. He's slowly calling out shit more and more, and every time he does now, she doesn't really say anything about it she kind of moves on or he'll smile or something then they'll move on with the episode she knows he's going off script but she lets him because it right now is not really affecting 
anything important that should happen in the episode. You remember back on the last episode when he uh, messed up not wanting Agnes to hold the babies. Then she was asking, well, do you want me to start from the top? Should I start over? Now, see, then he was fucking up shit. Wanda was like, all right, now, now, go ahead and hold them babies. We already written this out in the script. Go and do it. Listen, Wanda, they over your shit, girl. For those of you who don't know what his costume looks like, I'll throw a picture up on the Instagram account so you can see. But uh, they thought, I don't know if he said it or the other characters mentioned it, but they thought he was a Mexican re- <laughs> a Mexican wrestler. Now, chat, Wanda, let me find out you got a, a Nacho Libre fetish or something. Let me find out you've been trying to get down with, with Rey Mysterio or something. That's the reason she around there uh, in capes and, and uh, boots and all kind of shit, because you've been trying to get Vision to tombstone you from the top rope. Okay, Wanda, I see you, girl. Okay. There are quick moments throughout the episode I want to point out where it seems like people are like just genuinely perplexed by Pietro. He's not really what they imagine. And he seems entirely different than what Wanda remembers. Like him being like, you know, a total bro man or him being good with kids. Obviously, he might be different just because he's a whole nother person. He might be different because, you know, maybe he's the villain in this after all, and we just weren't expecting him to be. Or maybe it's just because Wanda has been blocking out so much of her life that she don't really remember what the character is like. Who damn knows? But it's time to leave to go trick-or-treating. And Vision kind of reveals that he can't go with them because he'll actually be with the neighborhood watch. In actuality, he's about to go do his own investigating. Remember that quick little... uh, You know, he had that traumatic experience with Norm in the office on last week's episode where Norm was brought back to kind of his consciousness and he was flipping out. I got to talk to my sister. I've got a family. What's going on? And then Vision kind of snapped him back into whatever being that Wanda has turned him into. Who he wants to get some answers. Basically, he wants to see why this shit is happening. Wanda almost slips up. During this moment, she knows that vision is kind of quote unquote going off script. Like we've talked about before him having a little attitude earlier, but then smiling it off when it happened with Agnes in the last episode, you know, it's a problem for her. Sometimes when it happened with Agnes, Agnes harried up and was like, uh, should we take it from the top? The damn Westview inhabitants are so damn scared of Wanda. They are not trying to be on that lady bass side. <laughs> Pietro, kind of steps up in true sitcom fashion and he agrees to take Vision's place. It's important to note that Vision tells her to be good. This is his way of saying, look, I know who you are now. I need you to quit. Uh, I don't know if you're killing these damn people. I still ain't found out how the damn dog died. We had that dog for three hours and somehow his ass died. I don't know how that happened. It happened they trying to figure out what the hell is going on around here. He said, look, be good. Don't kill nobody while I'm gone. Don't change the house again. I'm tired of coming home, not being able to find the house because it looked completely different on the outside because we in the 90s now. Shit, I'm tired of this. Just leave it the same so I can find my way home at least the next time. Okay. If y'all don't mind, I'm going to turn into a fucking psycho for a second. Did y'all notice Pietro's tattoo? So I thought it said mom at first and you know, Wanda had just kind of referenced their mom. So I'm thinking like, okay, maybe this says mom, but you can't really see the first M really clearly. It almost looks like an H. So then when you spell it out, it's H O M. And what 
initials or H-O-M. Uh, I don't know, bitch, maybe House of M. I'm just saying, we'll talk about that a little more later. I'm, I just want to be a little, you know, a little psychotic right there because anytime I think about mutants and House of M and everything else in the world, I just get really excited. But we go, we're going to leave it from, you know, later on in the episode. Number two, we also kind of get a glimpse of uh, Pietro's comic book accurate costume too, which Tommy is also wearing a version of. That kind of surprised me because Wiccan or Billy He's wearing like what he actually wears in the comic books. But Tommy, I guess maybe because he thinks that uh, Pietro is so cool that maybe he wants to look like him. I don't know. But they have the same costume on instead of him having like his actual comic book accurate costume on. Pietro even got the fucked up hair that uh, (laughs) Quicksilver got in the comic books. Now, there's some shit there. I just those are two little things I want to point out. I love whenever we get to see those accurate costumes i don't know but it also kind of feels like them wearing those costumes is them kind of foreshadowing for us that we're about to see them start to develop their powers which if you've watched the episode you know that they end up both doing in this episode back at the ranch aka outside of westview aka the sword encampment aka your mammy house i don't care what you call it i don't really give a damn whatever you want to call it Testing starts on that drone that Wanda, at the end of the last episode, came and threw out of Westview because, you know, she was sick of that shit. She came and slung it out at their asses. A very valid kind of argument ensued about whether or not Wanda has been or should be killed. Now, look, if you're a comic book fan, this should be nothing new to you. These damn people have been trying to kill Wanda's ass since child. I was going to say before JFK, but she actually didn't start appearing in the comic books until literally the year after JFK got killed. So that wouldn't have landed, but you, but you get my damn drift. This whole, should we kill Wanda conversation is snatched right out of the house of M comic book uh, event. As a matter of fact, it's literally what it's based on. The X-Men and the Avengers all gather together uh, because Charles Xavier calls them and they're trying to decide what the best course of action is. Should Wanda be killed? Because the event that happened before that, which would have been, what is it? Avengers disassembled. She had killed Hawkeye and a couple other people too. I've said it before and I'll say it again. If you haven't read House of M, it's only eight issues. If you haven't read it and you're interested in getting into comics at all, jump into it, read it. You can get, I, I read it on, uh, Marvel Unlimited like once a month. I just love that arc. If you uh if you want any other comic book recommendations, slide into my DMs. I'll talk to you. For a nominal five no, I'm just playing. I ain't gonna charge y'all no money. Y'all know I love y'all. But this is literally like everybody's favorite comic book. Just read it. This argument that they get into on the show actually ends up getting their asses booted out of uh the Westview encampment. And by their asses I mean Monica, Jimmy, and Darcy. Before we move on, though, I kind of want to point out that we get a little more world building in this episode. Hayward talks about the world after the snap had occurred, while all of the people that had been dusted were gone. He says exactly, all you people who left still have the luxury of optimism. You have no idea what it was like, what it took to keep the lights on. It's kind of implying that people who remained on earth or remained alive or remain unsnapped, whatever you want to say, who remained 
became inherently cold or pessimistic by nature simply because even though they should like, you know, be appreciative that they were still alive and they weren't any of the casualties of the snap when they, in fact, they, you know, they didn't know really their whole lives had changed. They were flipped upside down. So he's saying that optimism wasn't really the thing that they could cling to. Instead, they became hardened, and that's why it almost seems like he's saying that's why I make a lot of the decisions that I make, a.k.a. kicking your ass out of here. So, I mean, Hayward, I still think that you uh, are the devil incarnate, but we'll see. Yes, you, you you ain't okay with me yet, but I get it. I have I don't know if I pointed out to y'all, he was the bad guy. The actor, the actor that plays Hayward was the bad guy recently on Law and Order SVU. So I'm just saying, Mariska Hargitay, she don't lie. If she say you a bad guy, you a bad motherfucking guy. So I believe it. While they were being escorted out, we get kind of a flashback to Thor where they all kind of knock the guards out and they steal the, uh, what are those things called? The, the ponchos and the, the uniform stuff and they sneak right back inside we you know we've seen it before we've seen it on multiple different sitcoms you know it's all kind of just uh harkening back to other shows that we all know and we've loved forever back inside you know inside not not inside the uh the encampment back inside the the field back in westview where uh, all these people being held hostage wanda starts testing pietro about their history but he actually realizes it he says, I know I look different. And she said, yeah. And he was like, I don't know why. He says it's because she doesn't want him or she doesn't want him to basically remind her of the past. This is then kind of cut off with the kids, specifically, uh, which one is it? Speed. Well, no, they didn't use their powers yet. He uses powers with them, but it kind of was uh, making it seem like they were about to use their powers. And then one of them... <laughs> Says, I think it was Speed that says the word kick ass after uh, Evan Peters' child. It's too many damn names right now. After Pietro said that he was going to go with them to get the chocolate from up the street or whatever. He says kick ass. Now, if you follow me on Instagram, you should know this week, the week that this was uh, being released, this episode. I literally watched kick ass a few days ago. I told you I watched that movie like once a month. There's a kick, that's definitely a kick-ass reference to the movie. If you <laughs> if you have seen this movie before, then you know that both Evan Peters, who is the current Pietro right now on the show, and Aaron Taylor Johnson, who is the Pietro that we first met in Age of Ultron, are both in this movie. And what genre of movie is it? It's a superhero comedy, duh. See? If you haven't been keeping up with my WandaVision episodes and you don't know who ATJ is, then now you know. He's the original Quicksilver, and now you got the person who was aside, right alongside him and kick-ass playing him now. I think that's just a little, kind of a little uh, meta reference, if you will, kind of like a an outside world reference for all of us people that actually, you know, watch a ton of movies and would know that. If you don't know, kick-ass is actually, the comics are Marvel property, now, they're not MCU. It's not a part of the Marvel Cinematic Universe, but it's just by Marvel. So that's just kind of, it's not important, but it's kind of funny to know. You know, this show has a lot of little things that you can just like reference to outside of the MCU. That's just kind of, you know, we it's not lost on any of us 
that Evan Peters is the one playing this character, especially since he's already played Quicksilver in a different movie universe. Wanda runs into Herb. Herb, I called it man Herb. <laughs> Wanda runs into Weed and finds out that Vision actually isn't with him. This happens like kind of during a comedic moment where he's describing, he's talking on the walkie-talkie, and he's describing what's actually happening in the background. The twins and Pietro are running all around. They stealing people candy, all their Twix and nine laters and all that kind of stuff, and they smashing pumpkins. It's just another time, you know, you see a lot of the sitcom trope in this show, and we're getting that a lot now. It made me think of Family Guy, honestly, but... We'll see another instance of the residents being scared of her because right here, Herb kind of like when she asked, you know, what's going on? He's like, wait, what's wrong, Wanda? Do you need something to change? All of these people are constantly trying to keep her happy. It's almost as if everybody has either heard something or know someone that's had a bad experience with her. So they're trying to keep from meeting the same fate that they did. Cut back to Vision. He makes it to the edge of town, which of course we hear is called Ellis Street. And he sees people doing the same motions over and over again. They cut to a woman who is like hanging clothes on the, what's it called? The clothesline. I, I remember as kids, we had to do that all the time. We would go in the backyard. The uh, the grass would be high. The wasps and bees would be stinging. But we had to hang all them damn clothes on the clothesline. We had to use them pins to keep them up there. And we hoped that uh, it didn't rain while that shit was out there. It was a lot. But one of the women is doing that. And she's doing it over and over again with the same blanket. She pins it up. She takes it down. She pins it up. She takes it down. She pins it up. She takes it down. Child. That lady started having a tear coming out of her eye. Sis is tired, okay? <laughs> That's like showing up to a job that you hate every single day, except you don't get to go home at night. Ain't that some shit? We cut to a commercial, and of course, we know the commercials usually are tied with some kind of trauma from uh, Wanda's past. This time, the commercial kind of went over my head. I'm not going to lie. I had to look around and, uh, you know, ask some friends. And we had to kind of theorize what was going on. See, the guy in the commercial was literally on an island. It makes me think that since they cut to this right after Vision was out there by Ellis Street. And right before Wanda and Pietro were about to have their big conversation. It makes it seem like this is kind of representative of the people that are actually, quote unquote, on an island which means on the edge of town in this case, because they're close enough to where they can like see the outside, but they're not even being thought of by Wanda. So they're, they're doing the same motions over and over and over and over and over again. It's kind of like their, their lives are being looped. But my thing is, are these people like, how are they actually surviving? Like, is she, these people, I know they can't eat or anything like that. So I'm wondering, are they like, physically in danger or what's going on i guess only time will tell because we don't i mean that's that's a lot to read into that commercial but it makes sense the tagline of the commercial was because you know all the uh all of the commercials have these kind of taglines the tagline was the snack for survivors so maybe they are surviving and maybe they don't need sustenance really like vision vision doesn't need sustenance either he's just alive so maybe these people have kind of taken the same form as vision and don't necessarily need food to eat i don't know just a thought just something for you to 
mull over in your head. Let me know what you think. Slide into the DMs. Don't send me no dick pics. No, I'm just playing. You can if you want to. No, don't send me no dick pics. Uh, just let me know what you think about that because I'm really curious. These commercials always seem to be a vital part of the actual storytelling. So I'd, I'd like to hear what you guys think about that. Back to Pietro and Wanda and the kids. Wanda seems to be a little aggravated with Pietro. And he's like, what? I'm, I'm doing exactly what I'm supposed to do. He said, I'm just trying to do my part. Come to town unexpectedly, create tension with the brother-in-law, stir up some trouble with the rug rats, and ultimately give you grief. I mean, that's what you wanted, right? It seems like, see, the way these characters react and like that little speech he just gave makes me think that she lives this sitcom over and over and over again. Like each one of these like so so-called episodes is only 30 minutes long. So it makes me wonder are this is this shit like on a constant loop and has he been here multiple times before or is this actually his first time actually getting to Westview? I don't know, it might be. But it's yet another like fourth wall break that we actually see on the show. I love 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 the fact that he, she asked him what happened to your accent. He said, what happened to yours <laughs> child? I love the fact that Marvel is using this show to address all of the criticism that they receive. This is a small one, but you know, folks have been asking for years, like girl, why don't you have your accent no more? And Elizabeth Olsen trying to gaslight us and got the nerve to say, no, it's still there. I still use it. Girl, quit playing with my intelligence. That accent been gone for so long. Now, am I mad about it? No, because it did seem a little forced, but I, you know, I like the way you talk now. Let's, let's keep doing that. I'm, I'm okay with that. But to tell us that you've been using it this whole time, I, I don't know about that now, but I like every time they address that kind of stuff on the show. Very excited side note. This is also when we see Speed use his powers for the first time. And it's also when we hear Wanda mention Ellis Avenue, Ellis Avenue for the first time, where we know that Vision has already been or where he is currently. The aforementioned kind of edge of town, a.k.a. the Westview barrier, where she had to pass so that she can take that drone and throw it at Hayward's ass <laughs> on the last episode. We see Monica... Jimmy and Darcy find out that Hayward has been, he has a way of seeing into town and he hasn't told anybody. See, I told y'all SVU don't lie. Olivia Benson don't lie. Mariska Hargitay, she don't lie. She said he was a bad man. He was a bad judge on there uh, locking people up and keeping folk out of jail. You know, you know what I'm talking about. Doing all this shit. He was a, see, she don't lie. It makes us think that he's the bad guy in all of this. He hasn't really been tracking Wanda, though. He's been tracking Vision because, you know, they made a reference to Vibranium. So, you know, if you've watched the Marvel movies, you know the importance of Vibranium. If you've seen Black Panther, you know, you know Vibranium. They also realize that Hayward must have an accurate count of everybody in town. Now, see, I think this line, though, it seems like it might be a throwaway line to a lot of people. I think it's going to be significantly important later because we'll see if it's been... You know, if he's purposely not identifying people, certain characters, a.k.a. us not hearing who Agatha Harkness or Agnes is on the show or them not uh, finding out who the hell HBIC Dottie was at all, because we still don't know who the hell Dottie is. Dottie hasn't made an appearance since she was at the swimming pool and got her hand cut. So I don't know. I'm just I'm just waiting to see. 
what ends up happening. Let's let's see if Dottie comes in, but it seems like he knows exactly who the hell Dottie is because he probably sent her in there in the first place. Let's take it back to Vision. We see him with more unmoving people around the town. It's almost as if if they aren't in frame, they don't even matter at all. It's further giving a little credence to the notion that Look, I, I don't want to say this as much as, you know, y'all don't want to hear it, but it's given the credence to the notion that reality is all different types of fucked up and that Wanda, whether we whether she knows it or not, actually, but she might just be the villain on this damn TV show. Look, it bothers Vision so damn bad that he ends up flying above the entire town and kind of out of place. He sees a car kind of far off right at... uh. Ellis Street and I forgot what the other name. It was crossing some street, but he sees it. He goes over there. Child, it's Agnes nosy ass. Ain't I done told y'all about Agnes? Her ass, she was stuck like peanut butter. She was just like the rest of these people. See, it makes you think that Agnes maybe was trying to escape or do something because she was on the edge of town, but we know that she is supposed to be somewhere near Wanda at some point because She's kind of like her comic relief buddy or her sassy neighbor. She plays a big role on this sitcom within a sitcom. So her being over there is kind of, it gives more questions than it answers. He asked her, what are you doing? And she asked, where's Town Square Scare? And he questions this because he knows that she's grown up in this damn town. He then does what uh, you know, what he does to Norm in the previous episode, and he makes her lucid. She gets all scared, and she starts asking all kind of questions, like, your vision, right? Aren't you one of the Avengers? And child, he don't even know. She's like, why the hell don't you know? You you know you're an Avenger. She then asks, am I dead? To which he responds, why would you ask that? And she said, well, because you are. Then she keeps shouting the shit, dad, 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 dad. <laughs> he wants to get out of Westview. And she says, how? She said, Wanda ain't going to let us leave, sis. <laughs> we stuck, sir. Child, he got tired of hearing all that shit that she was talking. And he put her back into her zombie uh, uh, hypnotic state that she's normally in, that Wanda is the one that only controls. Monica says, back to Monica, <laughs> Monica says she has a way back into the hex and that she has to meet her guy over the ridge. Child, I'm so ready to see who the hell this guy is. So I got something. Maybe it's just Samuel L. Jackson. Like maybe we all reading too much into this. Maybe she's just going to meet Nick Fury, who, of course, is up in space and has his, uh, you know, actually it don't make sense. He's in space right now and he has his, uh, he has enough scrolls to engineer or something. I don't know. Maybe we finally about to see Reed Richards. You know, if you listen to the spoiler section last week, you know, that's one of my spoilers. I think John Krasinski as Reed Richards is coming at some point. Maybe it's Magneto. I don't know. Maybe it's the damn scroll from Captain Marvel. The one that made the rocket turn into a spaceship so they can actually fly and go and get the Tesseract from uh, Ronin and all of them motherfuckers. I don't know. I don't know who it is. Who is it? Who is it? Who is it? I need to know. Darcy tells them that she, Monica, can't go back into the hex because she's seen her blood work. She has it pulled up on the computer. Her cells have now been rewritten twice on a molecular level. Oh, bitch, you photon now. You photon. 
Monica said, nah, fuck all that. I'm going in there. <laughs> I'm going in. Like Lil Wayne used to say, I'm going in. Darcy stays behind to see what else Hayward is doing. Now, see, I'm guessing this third time, whenever uh, Monica manages to make it back inside, this third time certainly has to do it. That, that's got to be what turns her into Spectrum or Photon or Captain Marvel or whatever you want to call her. And whatever you want to call her, I'm ready to see that character. Ooh, we back to Pietro and Wanda. He asked her the question that we've all been wondering. Girl, where the hell all these damn kids come from? Where you been hiding these damn people children? They supposed to be up in kindergarten eating Lay's potato chips with hot sauce on them, taking nap time, but they in Westview fucking with your ass. He ends up breaking the third, the fourth wall all over again. He said she's done all of this very ethically. It seems like he's kind of speaking as her subconscious, like he's her mind thinking and it's giving her a chance to purge. He says, you kept all the couples together. You, uh, you know, you didn't separate families from their kids. People have a better job here. Like all this kind of stuff, almost giving her a reason not to feel guilty for the shit that she does on a daily basis in this town. He asked her, you know what, how did we do all of this? And she kind of confesses, you know, he says, like, confess to me because I'm not your husband. I'm not this. I'm not that. You can tell me everything. She says, I don't know. I don't know how the hell I did this. She says, I just remember feeling alone. Baby, I'm all alone in love. I look into your eyes. You turn the other way. See, y'all don't know nothing about Mariah Carey. That was off Mariah Carey first album. That was a deep cut. Y'all don't know about Mariah Carey. Let me stop. Let me sing some uh some uh Drake. I bet y'all asses know that shit. Right as she's confessing and purging her soul and cleansing her aura, boom, we get another jump scare. We see Pietro as a dead ass person once again. She screams and then she closes her eyes and she looks back and then he's back to normal again. What's interesting though is that it's not dead Pietro from Ultron. It's just literally this reality's Pietro that's died. That's kind of crazy. Like you would think they would engineer Aaron Taylor Johnson to be sitting right there or something since that's the dead version that she remembers. I don't know. It's, it's kind of weird. It's something to mull over. Maybe that has a lot more implications than we think it does. So who knows? Darcy is searching through files and she finds something called cataract. Now see, she clicks in it and then goes on about her business. I'm going to be looking in the next 10 years worth of projects to see any reference to cataract. Cause I don't know what the hell that was. I, I haven't seen anybody mention it. Maybe it's not important, but I, I need to know what the hell this is. So I'm going to be on the lookout. If they don't explain it within the next three episodes of this show, then I got to find, I'm going to be looking like hell. I'm going to be looking all in uh, the Hawkeye TV show. I'm going to be looking in low key anywhere I can find. I'm just Shang Chi. I'm looking everywhere. She then sees Vision's pinpoint on the edge of town. He's about to attempt to come out the other side. You know, that kind of makes her run outside at some point. Boy, you must don't remember that you dead. That damn lady just told you you was dead and you trying to bring your ass to this side of Westview. He goes through and he starts slowly being ripped apart. Skin is ripping from his body, like literally trying to pull him back inside. 
This is when we see Wiccan, aka Billy, the uh, one of the little twins, his powers start manifesting too. He can feel and sense vision in trouble. He runs to tell Wanda, and he has speed right next to him when he does this. Wanda makes him kind of focus and says, tell me where he is. But he can only see that like there are soldiers with guns and that uh, he thinks Vision is dying. Now, child, Pietro tried to make a joke and say, your husband already dead. He can't die twice. And now, see, she blasted his ass like his name was Thanos, okay? She blasted his ass the way she blasted Geraldine the fuck up out of Westview a few episodes ago. She 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 stick of y'all shit. She like, now, look, I know y'all don't like me, but y'all ain't got to do all this shit. Now, don't be cruel. Wanda starts concentrating and everyone in that town freezes. She emits a huge burst of power and a force field around Westview starts expanding in range. Baby, Wanda is powerful. We have never gotten to see this level of power in the MCU before, but we are now finally seeing it because we've all been kind of screaming and throwing tomatoes at the screen like, stop playing with Wanda, stop playing with Wanda, stop playing with Wanda. You know she's the most powerful motherfucker in the universe. You know, we we want them to give Wanda her just dues. I don't know if it's because now she's finally had the mental break to finally gain these powers or what, but Wanda's showing her ass, baby, and I love every minute of it. She's as finally as powerful as she is in the comics. Both Darcy and Vision are pulled back inside. They show a ton of different other people as the as the force field is expanded. Other people are getting sucked in. They're getting turned into all kinds of stuff. They're getting turned into like like a helicopter got turned into a hot air balloon. Uh, one of the trucks got turned into an ice cream truck. Some of the people got turned into clowns, like all that kind of stuff. You see where they spend $25 million an episode on this show. They, I mean, they are spending money and it looks good as hell. All of the CGI on this show look good. G-O-O-D with a T on the end. Good. I love every damn minute of it, y'all. That's all I got for WandaVision. She gave a whole lot like she does every single week. And I am so excited for all of us to get into this three-episode stretch to end it i'm so excited for the last episode honestly because i feel like we're gonna get like a post credit scene or we're gonna get some kind of i don't know i'm just excited for all of this i'm excited to see who monica's friend is i'm hoping she makes it over the ridge to actually meet him i don't know what's gonna go on maybe ooh, just a quick theory maybe it's actually reed richard she is about to meet but he hasn't gone through any kind of changes yet maybe it's all four of them maybe it's all four of the fantastic four and they're about to get sucked into uh a uh, uh, wandavision west world china west world <laughs> west view y'all know what i mean it's all the same shit hell about to get sucked into west world hell and then that's how they end up becoming the fantastic four that's the interesting theory hmm i'm gonna flesh that out a little more and i'm gonna talk to y'all about that next week maybe see ya As always, thanks for listening. Want to support me for free? Just head on over to Apple Podcasts or Stitcher or Podchaser or CastBox and leave me a five-star rating and review. Need to contact me? Just email me, housewivesmarvelpodcast at gmail.com. Also, 
Don't forget to follow me on Instagram for hilarious memes and all kinds of updates regarding the podcast. That's at Housewives Marvel Podcast. This is Kendrick, and I'll see you. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hi, I'm Maria. And I'm Mike. And we're Team Team Ready. Black Hills Energy knows your home is where your heart is, so they want you to be ready. It's all about keeping you safe, prepared, and making your home as energy efficient as possible. Everything from how to weatherize your home to how to stay safe during extreme weather. Be ready for anything. Go to blackhillsenergy.com slash team ready. Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the roaring 20s. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games.